Somebody who came into church today that was not familiar with our customs might look around and wonder, why do we still have Christmas decorations in church? This is January 9th. Christmas was December 25th. Well, the, uh, if you have your little blue book, uh, I think today's selection gives the best ex- explanation that I've read. In the early centuries, the birth of Christ didn't have its own feast. It was part of a great feast on January 6th called Epiphany, which celebrated several manifestations of Christ. That meaning of Epiphany, to have an Epiphany is to have something revealed to you. So this is God revealed. Uh, God Manifestations of Christ, his birth, his recognition by the Magi that we celebrated last Sunday, the three kings, his baptism in the Jordan, and his miracle at Cana. In about the 4th century, Christians in the Western world pulled Christmas out of the Epiphany celebration and gave it a feast on December 25th. And the feast on January 6th became the Christmas season. You ever try to count the days between December 25th and January 6th? The 12 days of Christmas, right? But the Christmas season no longer ends on January 6th. That's because some parts of the church made the Feast of Epiphany more solemn by adding an octave, eight days, the eighth day, an extension of the celebration for a week after the feast. When this happened, the Christmas season no longer ended on Epiphany, but continued through the octave. The Feast of the Baptism of the Lord was eventually placed at the end of the octave, And now that is the feast that brings the Christmas season to a close. So today, here we are at the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. Um, Is it after the last Mass today? Is that when the Christmas directions are going down? Okay. Now, if you have your decorations up at home and just can't bear to bring them down yet, next Sunday's Gospel is the wedding feast at Cana. And since it is still considered one of the manifestations of Epiphany, I think you would be entirely justified to leave your Christmas decorations up another week. But let's take a look at this part of the Epiphany, what we celebrate today, the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. From Luke's Gospel that we just heard. After Jesus was baptized and was praying, Heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. Do you remember last month when I was talking about we're in year C, and we're going to be hearing from the Gospel of Luke, and each Gospel has, they're all about Jesus, but each of them has a different emphasis. And with Luke's Gospel, two of the emphasis you'll notice is prayer and the Holy Spirit. And you'll see right in Jesus' baptism, as Luke describes it, What does Jesus do after he was baptized? He was praying, right? Okay. And what happens after Jesus was baptized? The the heaven opened up. The Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. But it's not just Luke's gospel that speaks of prayer and the Holy Spirit. Consider our second reading today from the letter of St. Paul to Titus. Because when the kindness and generous love of God, our Savior, appeared, not because of any righteous deeds we had done, but because of his mercy, 
He saved us through the bath of rebirth. The bath of rebirth, that's our baptism, isn't it? And renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he richly poured out on us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. I like that image, that at our baptism, God richly pours out on us the Holy Spirit. And that's the same Holy Spirit that was richly poured out upon Jesus at his baptism. This feast of the baptism of the Lord is a very good time to consider our own baptism. Uh, We may not remember it, but it was the most important day of our life. We became beloved sons and daughters of God, members of the body of Christ. The question for us today is do we intend to live out our baptism? Do we embrace the call to be followers of Jesus? I think it is very appropriate that today is the day that Bishop Boyer is launching Disciples on the Way. To be a disciple is to be a follower of Jesus. It's to intentionally live out our baptism. And so if you have a smartphone, uh, you can plug in, uh, you text uh, on the way to 84576. There's some cards in the back that give a little description. I did that already, and I got my text, and there's a little explainer video. And so each week, there's going to be a different theme, a different way of living out our discipleship. This week, the theme is praise. So first of all, to give praise to God, right? That's what we do. That's, I, I, uh, that was my intention today, was to be especially mindful. Singing is such a great way to praise God. And so I, I invite you, especially with the songs today, be aware of that as we sing the songs, okay? So Bishop Boyer invites us to praise God in a particular way this week, and then also to praise somebody else each day this week. So, so somebody in your life, to just make a point each day, who am I going to notice today and, and give them some praise? You know, I, I happen to notice that this is something the bishop is encouraging us to share with other people, and if you want another incentive to share it with other people, share it with members of your family. Maybe if they get this text from the bishop inviting them to praise other people, maybe they'll take the hint, and you may pick up some praise this week too, Okay. But one of the uh, prayers of praise that the bishop mentions is the divine praises. And that, most of us, we're most familiar with them in connection with uh, benediction, the conclusion of Eucharistic adoration. But it's a beautiful prayer to use anytime. And it's in the back of our songbook, so I'm going to include my homily by by inviting you to join me in the divine praises. It's the inside back cover. And it's at the bottom, and we can pray it together. Blessed be God, blessed be his holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. Blessed be the great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. 
Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, virgin and mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God and his angels and his saints.